Hey, it's Nick, and welcome to the Upgraded Executive Podcast, where my good friend Ben and I discuss the tools, techniques, and strategies that you can use to upgrade your own personal and professional performance. We have recorded the first 10 shows, and we will be releasing these over the coming weeks, so be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out. In this episode, Ben and I are discussing how to improve your cognition and decision-making. Firstly, we discuss some of the things that impact your cognition, and then we move on to the tools, the strategies, and the techniques that you can use to boost your brain power and have faith in your decisions. Hey, Ben, how are you doing? Yeah, great, Nick. How's it going with you? Yeah, very good. Enjoying the sunshine. Absolutely. It's great outside. So today we're talking about cognition. We are. Yeah, and um, I think in particular with cognition, one of the things I, I do come across with my clients, Ben, is, is that often they complain about they're just not mentally as sharp as they used to be. They feel as though they're questioning their decision-making. Yeah. And that they, they're really having to sort of rely on being in their head constantly to make decisions and not really following the intuition and the gut like like they used to yeah you know i think one of the big so i think cognition and the issues around cognition really i think stem from the first three episodes so yes. as we've as we've said and as we will carry on saying you know the trifecta of sleep stress and energy you know if any of those three are off it's going to impact your cognition, your decision-making, your ability to focus, do deep work. So for me, I think it's those, those three are absolutely paramount. And I think it's really important to get those three things right. Yep, completely. And we, we said before, it's, it's a bit like a tripod. If you remove one of those, then the whole thing tends not to work. So really important to nail all three of those. Yeah. And I think you know, sometimes when you're stressed, your decision making is, is hampered because you're worrying about the thing that's stressing you and you can't think clearly. I think when you, when you have low energy, then though you don't have the fuel to be able to fuel the brain and think really, really clearly. Yeah. And also I think that, you know, as we said, you know, we don't get a great night's sleep. When you wake up the next day, it's actually quite difficult. Yeah, but what what other things in in your experience, Ben? Do you think also impact cognition? Um, my diet's been a big one actually in terms of in terms of clarity. So having having an initial, especially previously, I don't mean my diet's been particularly good. Mm. So having a a sugar hit, um, a hit of energy, and then having a real low, um, not not too soon after that hit and that affecting my energy levels but also my mental clarity and focus mm-hmm. um, and especially if it's been bad in terms of breakfast and lunch that's that's a trend throughout the day mm. yeah i certainly find that depending on what i've eaten i either get this like massive clarity of thought mm. or sort of my energy levels have been hampered therefore you know I get brain fog and I think brain fog is something that you hear a lot of people talk about and generally going back to the episode that we did around mitochondria the reason that we feel brain fog is that there are 10 times more mitochondria in the brain than anyone yep. else 
therefore that's where you feel it first. So if you ever find yourself sort of foggy in the brain, then think about what you've eaten and also what you may have been exposed to in your environment because the chances are that there could be something there that just isn't agreeing with you and that could be something in food or it could be toxic mold in the environment or it could be chemicals and cleaning products so using your brain and brain fog is quite a good indicator of what's going on i personally notice when i haven't done something that should be in my day routine so for example i notice when i haven't exercised mm-hmm. and that's both from you know, getting all the endorphins going around and feeling good but in terms of the the effects which is again mm-hmm. I, I feel like i'm lacking lacking focus and clarity yeah. so i notice when i haven't exercised and i also notice if i'm not interacting with people and the lift that gives me and the inspiration that it gives me so in terms of when i'm i'm i've actively been in my own my own company a lot um and that has a a knock-on effect with again how i'm communicating and how i'm mentally thinking Mm. that's interesting i've also found as well i had a i had an incident about 18 months ago where i had a bang on the head Mm. and uh, I went to hospital, I had a concussion, they, they checked me out. But for two or three days, I was absolutely astonished how I just couldn't think. Yeah. And, you know, I, it, was, it, was, it was a case of, you know, I was well-rested, I was probably over the initial concussion, but quite a significant bang on the head. I was really shocked. It took me two or three days before my brain started coming back online. Sure. And it was really, really frustrating and actually quite frightening. Yeah. So I think also, you know, we talk about you know, sleep and stress and energy and those three things are absolutely key. But I also think there are other things like banging your head and brain injuries that also have a massive impact on cognition. Yeah. And again, from previous experience with <laughs> battling for various mental illnesses, I think if, if I've been in my head and I've had negative chatter going on, then I found it really difficult to, to perform or be on top of my game and to be logical and objective. So once, once I learn in terms of um, how to reduce that chatter and change my internal voice into a into a positive voice and an amazing coach that really helped in terms of making life forward because that's what previously it was like so I, I was um <laughs> externally looking as i always do but internally just having this really deep negative internal voice mm, yeah and that massively affected my my performance and my focus yeah i think that's um I think that's a really good segue because I think for me, one of the aspects around cognition and without no wonder the sound too woo around this is that people are spending too much time in the head. Yeah. And they're constantly thinking, 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 thinking. They're either worrying about the past, they're worrying about the future, and your brain's going into overdrive. Okay. Yeah. And and therefore they're being driven by their freeze, fight or flight response rather than being 
so more in their body, trust in their gut and their instincts, and allowing their gut and in instincts to drive some of their decision making. Now, I'm not saying that we know we should be in that place all the time where we are more present and in the body, because I think there is a role for thinking through problems in your brain. But I think actually we spend too much time in our heads and not and not enough time in our in the present moment using our intuition to help guide us forward. Yes. It certainly helps again building on the first three. You know, if I've had a good night's sleep and and I'm feeling like I'm in performance mode as opposed to like you just said, fight or flight or or stressed and my energy levels are high, mm. that's a great basis in terms of in terms of going into that state that you've just described. Mm. Yeah, I think anything that you can do that sort of drops your brain into more of an alpha state. Yeah. That's when you're going to be, become more present in the moment, you're going to be more creative, and actually it's going to help you get out of your head and be more in your body and in the present moment. Should we talk around some, some strategies and techniques in terms of doing that? Yeah. Maybe less maybe let's address the elephant in the room first, which I think is um, which I think gets people super, super interested. Um, and that's around nootropics or smart drugs. Okay, okay. because because I think that people see them as a quick fix. Yeah, you know, you pop a pill and you can do anything. You have superpowers, you can focus, you've got clarity of thought, you've got your decision making is really, really good. And I think that to an element, to a degree, that has some truth. But you can't take away what we were saying about the bedrock of energy, stress, and, and sleep. That is a that is a foundation. And I think that people who don't have those three things nailed yep. and are relying on smart drugs and the tropics to almost get through the day, yeah, are going to end up burning themselves out. Yeah. And so I think. What I advocate personally is, um, yes, experiment with smart drugs and the tropics in a legal way that can give you cognitive benefits, but don't forget the importance of stress, sleep, and energy management. Are there any particular um, smart drugs that are worth researching, again, that are legal? Yeah, so I guess... So I think with smart drugs and the tropics, there is quite a blurred line between what we, what we define as something that is a cognitive enhancer, which would be a smart drug or a nootropic mm. versus a supplement. And I think the boundary between those two things is blurring. Okay, So on a previous episode, we spoke about um, coenzyme Q10 and PQQ and how that helps to power up your mitochondria. That gives you a huge amount of energy, and given that you've got more mitochondria in your brain, you feel cognitively on the money, you feel sharp. So that is something that's probably more classed as a supplement, but has a nootropic value. Likewise, we mentioned the bulletproof coffee. Yes. This gives a massive amount of cognitive benefit, and but you would you wouldn't class this as a smart drug or a nootropic okay so 
there are a few things that, that people can look in, into and maybe I'll sort of share my own experience on what I use to give myself a cognitive boost. Uh, the first thing that I use is L-theanine. So L-theanine is an amino acid, yep. the active ingredient in green tea. And what that does is it does give you a cognitive boost and also helps you focus. Okay, so that's, that's something that I, that I use. Um, I also use nicotine, okay, believe it or not. Uh, you know, nicotine's got a really bad name because mm. it's associated with cigarettes. Mm. But actually, if you look at a cigarette, it's not the nicotine is the bad thing, it's everything else is in the cigarette. And yes, nicotine is highly addictive, but mm. if you're just taking it as a spray and not doing anything else, then there's nothing to get addicted to as such. So, you know, I think if you took nicotine with a bulletproof coffee, you'd probably get addicted to a bulletproof coffee. <laughs> but, you know, well, I'm, I'm probably addicted anyway, to be fair. <laughs> um, so what I do is I take a one milligram spray of nicotine, which gives me a boost in focus. Okay. Um, the other things that I do is I take something called aniracetam and choline most days. Mm. And what that does is that helps with working memory uh, and really helps me focus. Okay. And then the last one, which is quite controversial, that I only use from time to time is a smatrick called modafinil. Okay. okay. Now, modafinil is, I believe, it's illegal to buy in the UK, but it's not illegal to. Um, to own or take in the UK, so it's in that grey, grey area. Okay. Um, interesting, Modafinil. Uh, I think it was either the Telegraph or the Guardian reported that one in four students now in Oxford and Cambridge are taking Modafinil. Really? Because, yeah, because it's it's speeding up their learning. It's enabling them to have crazy amounts of focus, and it is pretty important you know you do you do get lost in work for hours and hours yeah and, then, and i do feel as though quite bizarrely i've got like peripheral vision when i take modafinil i'm really aware of everything going on around me yeah and you get a crazy crazy workout in the gym people people have taken modafinil for years and years and years and years um i tend to use it as a tool so if I've got lots of admin grunt type work that has to be done, yeah, then it's very, very useful. If I'm coaching, I would never take modafinil because it makes me slightly anxious, takes away my creativity. Yeah. I think also, uh, for me personally, modafinil doesn't help me get into that alpha state because I'm always like, do things, do something, do something, do something. So I think, you know, nootropics, and smart drugs definitely have their place. But I just go back and, you know, sorry for repeating myself, but it doesn't take away from managing distress, energy, and sleep. So have you had any experience, Ben, around nootropics or smart drugs yourself? I haven't, no. Only, only what we've discussed, but no, no practical experience. I mean, there were, there were lots of different things on the market now and lots of sort of packaged up uh, packaged up supplements that claim to boost your brain, etc. Yeah. I think what I would say to everybody is, is that we're all different. 
Um, so you may well take a supplement that has no effect. You might take something that, ha that works for you but wouldn't work for me. So I'd say stay on the right side of the law. I would say if you're going to try a, a legal smart drug, then maybe just start with half a dose or quarter or a quarter dose and just build up and just see what kind of benefit you get. And also never ever ever take a you know, tropical smart drug the first time before you go into an interview or a big presentation because you don't know what effect it will have on you personally. And driving? Yeah, they seem to be fine on driving because they don't they, they probably make you more alert than anything. So for instance, something, something like modafinil would be great if you were going on a road trip. Mm. And because modafinil is, is actually an anti-narcolepsy drug um, and it's prescription only in the UK. So that's the kind of thing that would help you, would help keep you more alert and, and awake, particularly on a long road trip. And it's very effective also for jet lag. And we're going to put all the, the things that Nick's been discussing in the show notes at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what other things for you, Ben, really help to boost your cognition? The biggest one for me is physical activity. Mm -hmm. So whether that's um, doing some weights or going for a run or going for a walk. But again, this, this builds on talking around meditation and calming of the mind. So I'm getting out of my head so I can totally allocate my focus to what I'm looking to achieve. Mm. Um, but that's, I, I kind of think that's 80% of, if I can do that, then I'm 80% of the way there in terms of getting into to performance mode. So mm. even if that's for 10 to 20 minutes, um, that's what I'll do. Get the endorphins going, get into a calm state in terms of my head, and then back on with whatever I need to, to focus on. Yeah, I certainly find that cognitively i'm more on the money if i've done a morning routine than if i haven't so yeah you know, and, and that includes you know things like taking a cold shower i find after the cold shower mentally i just seem to be like cognitively i'm on the money yes and also interesting for me too getting exposure to sunlight so if yeah. i just take some time to step away from my desk and just spend five or ten minutes in direct sunlight yeah i feel as though mentally that puts me in a much stronger place too and we again we've discussed meditation or mindfulness um meditation in terms of the other episodes but that's definitely a big one for me as well so whether that's a guided meditation so i've downloaded an app on the phone or i've got a recording i'm watching something on youtube or if i'm just quietly repeating a mantra in terms of my head but to get from beta to alpha in terms of brainwave frequency again calming the mind so i'm once i've finished i'm energized i'm in the moment and i've got clarity of thought mm. one of the most powerful things i've done ben for clarity of thought is a flotation tank yes i know we briefly mentioned this in uh, in a previous episode but what i find is that when i'm in a flotation tank and i'm you know, I'm being suspended in salt water. So I'm laying down, I can't hear anything, I can't see anything, it's just myself and my brain. I find that for the first 20 minutes, I'm doing some kind of light meditation. For the next 20 minutes, my brain seems to be solving problem after problem after 
problem. And I want to carry on solving problems, but for the last 20 minutes, my brain just goes quiet. It's yes. like it just shuts off. I'm trying to think, and I physically can't think, and it's a really weird experience. But when I, when I come out of the flotation tank, I've got absolute clarity of thought. Yeah. Like, like I've never had through any nootropic, through any meditation exercise that I've ever done. It feels as though I come out and I know exactly what has to be done. Yeah. I'd highly recommend everybody to check out a flotation tank in your local area and give it a go because, it, you know, I know lots of people that have done them and they get outstanding results. What kind of frequency would you recommend in terms of doing one or having a session? Uh, well, as frequency, sorry, I, I thought we were going to start talking about binaural beats or something then. Um, <laughs> uh, so I would, so I think if you're under high stress, I'd say go once or twice a week. Yep. If, you, if you've got good meditation practice and you feel you've got stress under control, I'd say probably go once a month. Or what I tend to do is I tend to go as and when I feel I need it. Okay, so that'll be where I, when, whenever I feel that the stress levels are building. Yep. Or I feel a little bit overwhelmed. Yep. Or I just feel as though there's a problem that I need to work through. And I need the clarity of thought and the time and the space and the silence for my brain to work through the problem. Yeah. It's really, um, it's really interesting because I've heard lots of people say in the past, you know, they like going to sleep with a problem. So they, they go to bed, they think about the problem, they fall asleep, and they wake up in the morning with a lot more clarity. Mm. Now, I've never been able to do that because I find that once I start thinking about the problem, my brain goes into overdrive. Yeah. But I certainly have experienced situations, particularly when I was a student and I would be doing some computer programming and can't find where the bag is, can't find where the bag is. I'm looking, 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 give up at say one o'clock in the morning, wake up the next morning, and I find it within five minutes. And I think for me, it's a similar experience with the flotation tank, to give myself my brain the time to slow down yeah and i and i guess because i'm in that i wouldn't say i'm in a semi-unconscious state but i am probably flitting between probably the alpha and theta state so i'm sort of deep in alpha yeah so i'm probably tapping into both my intuition plus also my brain's problem solving skills at the yep. same time yeah so yeah, uh, I would highly recommend flotation tanks for people as a way to boost their cognition. So there's a couple of other things that I also do. And I mean, it's really important I stick to my, my day plan, which encompasses all the stuff that, or a lot of the stuff that we've been talking around in terms of um, a daily, daily affirmation and in terms of what my intention is for that day. Mm. A cold shower, um, meditation, a gratitude journal, um, having some exercise at some point during the day and having a nighttime routine where I'm not um, actively thinking about the next day, I'm mentally switching off, I'm enjoying reading a book, I'm not looking at something with um, blue lights, I'm not taking an iPad or an iPhone up to bed and spending time in terms of surfing the internet, I'm 
leaving those downstairs and I'm, I'm looking to read, meaning that I've got a good night's sleep. But I've talked about it before in a couple of the other episodes. I've spent a lot of time in terms of working on my subconscious thoughts mm. um, to make sure that I've removed, and this is a continual process, but as many of my doubts or um, negative beliefs as possible. So I have a calmness and a stillness and an emptiness in, in terms of my head um, and, it, and it's positive and that makes a massive difference in terms of not having that iceberg of negative clutter that I had previously accumulated over decades. All the stuff that might have been a, a negative habit as well as just, just some stuff that just wasn't true, but that's what my subconscious was telling me. Mm. And, and that would make a difference in terms of being in the present and how I was performing. So I made a real conscious effort about eight, nine months ago to, to work on this, um, which is why I got into Psyche and being able to reprogram my subconscious. And that made a huge difference um, in terms of getting rid of all of those speed bumps, if you'd like, that were in my head um, to the point that they're not really there anymore. And it's just a really nice, relaxed feeling. And that's mm. absolutely helped with getting out of my head, being in the present and being really focused on what I want to achieve in life. Mm. And Ben, you said you've sort of been through that process the last eight or nine months. Yeah. Somewhere particular that the listeners should go if they want to start on their own journey. So there's there's lots of lots of really interesting books that I'd recommend as well as YouTube footage. I don't think it really matters where one starts, but I'd recommend having a, a look at Dr. Bruce Lipton. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a scientist by trade, um, specifically around DNA and G- gene therapy, and he has spent years researching epigenetics, so how environment can influence. Um, a, a genes makeup uh-huh. but he's also um he doesn't advocate um any one particular modality but he is a he is a fan of of, of psyche um in terms of what somebody can do to reprogram their, their subconscious beliefs so check out dr bruce lipton and check out joe dispenza uh-huh. um, again he's um he's a scientist by trade but he's very into meditating mm-hmm. and changing internal beliefs mm-hmm. um, and getting out of one's way. So those two, those two people and their books I found super interesting. So I'd recommend having a look at both YouTube and, and their books. They've written lots on, on the internet. Um, and then looking at the other recommended titles around those. Okay, cool. I'm making that those into the show notes as well. Yeah. Good. The other thing I think, Ben, that is hugely powerful and I'm not saying this because I'm a coach and but I would recommend to the listeners you know go and seek out a coach or a mentor somebody that you can bounce things off because yes we, we all have decisions that we have to make in life and some of these decisions is not always a clear path forward yeah. or we have an intention and we don't know how to deliver on that intention. Yes. I think the power of working with a coach is, is that you've got somebody that you can bounce these things off and they can pull out of you what is truly important. So if you are holding back on decisions and you don't know why, coach yeah. can help you explore and understand why. Plus, plus also, I think, for, for a lot of so the business owners, senior executives, entrepreneurs, 
it's a very lonely place to be. Yeah. Because, you know, there are some things that you probably can't take home and discuss with your partner because they won't understand the context, maybe. And sharing any vulnerabilities or concerns or worries to your peers or colleagues may not be something that you're comfortable with. Yep. And certainly one of the benefits that I've found that my clients get with working with me is they feel as though they've got somebody that they can come to and actually talk things through with. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not pushing my own services here, but I think one thing that people could do is to find a coach that they're comfortable with, that they, that they feel as though they have some kind of connection with, and use the coach to help them understand the decision-making processes that they, that they need to go through and also help them get out of their head and start to tap into their intuition. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm really conscious who I have in my close network and I've got a number of different groups I'm a member of and it's, it's all um, what goes on in the group stays in the group, but mm -hmm. I, can, I can lean on them. I completely trust them. And I, I value their opinions. And that's been really helpful in terms of having regular contact with people that I can bounce ideas off, mm -hmm. that I can be challenged in a safe environment. Um, so I, I completely agree both in terms of from a coaching aspect and also in terms of having a network whatever that looks like it could be a whatsapp group it could be a face-to-face meetup um in terms of so social connections that that one can explore who they are and also make themselves accountable uh, i'm also a member of a number of mastermind groups mm. that's a great place for me to take a business problem and drop the problem into the group yeah talk about some of my thoughts around how i'm going to address the problem but then get feedback from the group and yeah. i find that really really helpful just to give me a different perspective from a number of different angles yeah completely and also a lot of this stuff whilst i might have a problem that i think is unique and new to myself a lot of people have got the experience about dealing with the same problem and challenge mm. and can offer an informed solution um through through uh through experience so make it mega helpful in terms of that that sharing yeah absolutely so should we would now be a good time to recap for the listeners and viewers on some of the key things they can do to boost their cognition yeah yeah brilliant so would i think like to start yeah so if i if i make a start you know i'll um i'll, re I'll repeat the old ground again around managing your sleep stress and energy levels and also People can use smart drugs and nootropics to give themselves a boost, but think of them as tools and make sure you've got the other three things nailed down first. And I won't recap the smart drugs that we uh, that we mentioned earlier, but we'll certainly put those in the show notes. Sure. Um, so I'd add also physical activity, so walk, a run, weights, cold showers, uh, meditation, and what we recently discussed in terms of having social connections so mastermind groups coaching um, whatsapp groups or face-to-face -face meetups yeah i think the, the other thing that i'd say is try and get as much sunshine as possible because that just boosts your mood massively 
mm. and enables you to focus. And I think the other thing is that if you do feel as though you've got brain fog, then there's something going on in your environment that's causing it. So don't ignore it because yeah. removing that brain fog and removing the root, the root cause is going to help you with your cognition. And can we add bulletproof coffee in again? Because I just think it's an absolute game changer. <laughs> it is, yeah. So um, we spoke about bulletproof coffee in one of the first three episodes. I can't remember exactly which one. It's probably the one around energy, so the episode two. Yes. Um, but yeah, bulletproof coffee is an absolute game changer because it gives your brain the energy it loves. Great. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks, Nick. All the Thank you for listening and we hope that you enjoyed the show. You can find the video, audio and detailed show notes at www.upgradedexecutive.com. At the end of this 10 episode podcast series, we will send all of our subscribers an exclusive ebook which summarises everything that Ben and I discuss on the show. Be sure to leave your details on our website. You can also find us on all of our social platforms at Connect With UE.